Pericles, Prince of Tyre, Chapter 5. Marina, thus the brothel, scapes and chances into an honest house, our story says. She sings like one immortal, and she dances as goddess-like to her admired lays. Deep clerks she dumbs, and with her needle composes nature's own shape of bud, bird, branch, or berry, that even her art sisters the natural roses, her inkle silk twin with the rubied cherry, that pupils lacks she none of noble race who pour their bounty on her, and her gain she gives the cursed board. <laughs> Here we her place. And to her father turn our thoughts again, where we left him on the sea. We there him lost, whence driven before the winds, he is arrived here, where his daughter dwells, and on this coast suppose him now at anchor. The city strived god Neptune's annual feast to keep, from whence Lysimachus, our Tyrian ship, espies his banners, sable trimmed with rich expense, and to him in his barge with fervor highs. In your supposing, once more put your sight of heavy Pericles. Think this his bark where what is done in action more, if might, shall be discovered. Please, you, sit and hark. Where is Lord Helicanus? He can resolve you. Oh, there he is. Sir, there's a barge put off for Mytilene, and in it is Lysimachus, the governor, who craves to come aboard. What is your will? That he have his. Call up some gentlemen. Ho, gentlemen! My lord calls. Doth your lordship call? Gentlemen, there's some of worth would come aboard. I pray ye, greet them fairly. Sir, this is the man that can, in aught you would, resolve you. Hail, reverend sir. The gods preserve you. And you, sir, to outlive the age I am, and die as I would do. Ah, you wish me well. Being on shore, honoring of Neptune's triumphs, seeing this goodly vessel ride before us, I made to it to know of whence you are. First, what is your place? I am the governor of this place you lie before. Sir, our vessel is of Tyre, in it the king. A man who for this three months hath not spoken. Twenty-one, nor taken sustenance, but to provoke his grief. Upon what ground is his distemperature? Twould be too tedious to repeat, but the main grief springs from the loss of a beloved daughter and a wife. May we not see him? You may, but bootless is your sight. He will not speak to any. Yet let me obtain my wish. Behold him. This was a goodly person. Till the disaster that one mortal night drove him to this. Sir King, all hail. The gods preserve you. Hail, royal sir. It is in vain. He will not speak to you. Sir? We have a maiden mightily, I durst wager would win some words of him. Oh, tis well bethought. She questionless, with her sweet harmony and other chosen attractions, would allure, and make a battery through his deafened parts which now are midway stopped. She is all happy as the fairest of all, and, with her fellow maids, is now upon the leafy shelter that abuts against the island's side. Sure, all's effectless. Yet nothing will omit that bears recovery's name. But since your kindness we have stretched thus far, let us beseech you, 
that for our gold we may provision have, wherein we are not destitute for want, but weary for the staleness. Oh, sir, a courtesy for which if we should deny, the most just gods for every graph would send a caterpillar, and so afflict our province. Yet once more, let me entreat to know at large the cause of your king's sorrow. Sit, sir, I will recount it to you. But see, I am prevented. Oh, here is the lady that I sent for. My lord. Welcome, fair one. Is not a goodly presence? She's a gallant lady. She is such a one that, were I well assured came of a gentle kind and noble stock, I'd wish no better choice and think me rarely wed. Fair one, all goodness that consists in bounty expect even here, where is a kingly patient? If that thy prosperous and artificial feet can draw him but to answer thee in aught, thy sacred physic shall receive such pay as thy desires can wish. Sir, I will use my utmost skill in his recovery, provided that none but I and my companion maid be suffered to come near him. Come, let us leave her, and the gods make her prosperous. Amongst the harlots foul I walk, yet harlot none am I. The rose amongst the thorns doth grow, and is not hurt thereby. The thief that stole me, sure I think, is slain before this time. Abort me, but yet am I not defiled by fleshly crime. In time the heavens mend my state and send a better day. For sorrow adds unto our griefs, but helps not any way. Show gladness in your countenance, cast up your cheerful eyes. The God remains who once of not created earth and skies. Marked he your music? No, nor looked on us. See, she will speak to him. Hail, sir, my lord, Lendia. I am a maid, my lord, that ne'er before invited eyes, but have been gazed on like a comet. She speaks, my lord, that maybe hath endured a grief might equal yours if both were justly weighed. Though wayward fortune did malign my state, my derivation was from ancestors who stood equivalent with mighty kings. But time hath rooted out my parentage, and to the world and awkward casualties bound me in servitude. I will desist, but there is something glows upon my cheek and whispers in mine ear. Go not till he speak. My, my fortunes... Parentage, good, good, good. Parentage to equal mine. <gasps> Was it not thus? What say you? I said, my lord, if you did know my parentage, you would not do me violence. I, I do think so. Pray you, turn your eyes upon me. You are like something that 
What country woman? Here of these shores? No, nor of any shores. Yet I was mortally brought forth, and am no other than I appear. I am great with woe, and shall deliver weeping. My dearest wife was like this maid, and such a one my daughter might have been. My queen's square brows, her stature to an inch as wand-like straight, as if a voice her eyes as jewel-like and as cased as richly, and pace another Juno, who starves the ear she feeds makes them hungry the more she gives them speech. Where do you live? Where I am but a stranger. From the deck you may discern the place. Where were you bred? And how achieved you these endowments which you make more rich to owe? If I should tell my history it would seem like lies disdained in the reporting. Prithee, speak. Falseness cannot come from thee. For thou lookst modest as justice and thou seemst a palace for the crown truth to dwell in. I will believe thee, and make my senses credit thy relation to points that seem impossible, for thou lookst like one I loved indeed. What were thy friends? Didst thou not say when I did push thee back, which was when I perceived thee, that thou camest from good descending? So indeed I did. Report thy parentage. I think thou saidst thou hadst been tossed from wrong to injury, and that thou thoughtst thy griefs might equal mine if both were opened. Some such thing I said and said no more, but what my thoughts did warrant me was likely. Tell thy story. If thine considered prove the thousandth part of my endurance, thou art a man, and I have suffered like a girl. Yet thou dost look like patience, gazing on king's graves, and smiling extremity out of act. What were thy friends? How lost thou them? Thy name, most kind virgin, recount, I do beseech thee. Come, sit by me. My name is Marina. Oh, I am mocked, and thou by some incensed god send hither to make the world to laugh at me. Patience, good sir, or here I'll cease. Nay, I'll be patient. Thou little knowest how thou dost startle me to call thyself Marina. The name was given me by one that had some power. My father, and a king. How? A king's daughter? And... Called Marina? You said you would believe me. But not to be a troubler of your peace, I will end here. But are you flesh and blood? Have you a working pulse and are no fairy? Motion, well, speak on. Where were you born? And wherefore called Marina? Called Marina, for I was born at sea. At sea? What mother? My mother was the daughter of a king who died the minute I was born. As my good nurse, Lycorida, hath oft delivered weeping. Oh, stop there a little! This is the rarest dream that e'er dull sleep did mock sad fools with all. This cannot be my daughter's buried. Well, where were you bred? I'll hear you more to the bottom of your story and never interrupt you. You scorn. Believe me, twere best I did give o'er. I will believe you by the syllable of what you shall deliver. Yet give me leave. How came you in these parts? Where were you bred? The king my father did in Tarsus leave me, till cruel Cleon with his wicked wife did seek to murder me, and having wooed a villain to attempt it, who having drawn to do it, a crew of pirates came and rescued me, brought me to Mytilene. But, good sir, whither will you have me? Why do you weep? 
It may be you think me an imposter. No, good faith, I am the daughter to King Pericles. If good King Pericles be. Oh, Elecanus! Calls, my lord? Thou art a grave and noble counselor, most wise and general. Tell me if thou canst what this maid is or what is like to be that thus hath made me weep. I know not, but here is a regent, sir, of Mytilene. Speaks nobly of her. She would never tell her parentage. Bean demanded that she would sit still and weep. Oh, Helicanus, strike me, honored sir. Give me a cash, put me to present pain, lest this great sea of joys rushing upon me or bear the stores of my mortality and drown me with their sweetness. Oh, come hither thou that begetst him that did thee beget thou that was born at sea, buried at Tarsus, and found at sea again. Oh, Helicanus, down on thy knees. Thank the holy gods as loud as thunder threatens us. This is Marina. What was thy mother's name? Tell me but that, for truth can never be confirmed enough, though doubts did ever sleep. First, sir, I pray, what is your title? I am Pericles of Tyre. <gasps> but tell me now my drowned queen's name, as in the rest you said thou hast been godlike perfect, the heir of kingdoms and another like to Pericles thy father. Is it no more to be your daughter than to say my mother's name was Thasia? Thacia was my mother who did end the minute I began. Now blessing on thee, rise. Thou art my child. Give me fresh garments. Mine own Helicanus, she is not dead at Tarsus as she should have been by savage Cleon. She shall tell thee all. When thou shalt kneel and justify a knowledge, she is thy very princess. Who, who is this? Sir. Tis the governor of Mytilene, who, hearing of your melancholy state, did come to see you. I embrace you. Give me my robes. I am wild in my beholding. Oh, heavens, bless my girl! But hark, what music? Tell Helicanus, my Marina, tell him or point by point, for yet he seems to doubt how sure you are, my daughter. But what music? My lord, I hear none. None? Ha! The music of the spheres! List, my Marina! It is good not to cross him. Give him way. Rarest sounds! Do you not hear? My lord, I hear. Most heavenly music! It nips me under listening, and thick slumber hangs upon mine eyes. Let me rest. A, a pillow for his head. So leave him all. Well, my companion friends, if this but answer to my just belief, I'll well remember you. Goddess Diana? My temple stands in Ephesus. Hie thee thither, and do upon mine altar sacrifice. There, when my maiden priests are met together, before the people all, Reveal how thou at sea didst loose thy wife, to mourn thy crosses with thy daughter's call, and give them repetition to the life. Or perform my bidding, or thou livest in woe. Do it, and happy by my silver bow. Awake, and tell thy dream. Celestial Diane, goddess Argentine, I will obey thee. Helicanus! Sir? My purpose was for Tarsus, 
there to strike the inhospitable Cleon, but I am for other service first. Tortafesis, turn our blown sails. Eftsoons, I'll tell thee why. Shall we refresh us, sir, upon your shore, and give you gold for such provision as our intents will need? Sir, with all my heart. And when you come ashore, I have another suit. You shall prevail were it to woo my daughter, for it seems you have been noble towards her. Sir, lend me your arm. Come, my marina. Now our sands are almost run. More, a little, and then dumb. That you aptly will suppose what pageantry, what feats, what shows, what minstrelsy, and pretty din the regent made in Mytilene to greet the king. So, he thrived, that he is promised to be wived to fair Marina, but in no wise till he had done his sacrifice, as Diane bade. Whereto, being bound, the interim, pray you all confound, in feathered briefness sails are filled, and wishes fall out as they're willed, at Ephesus, the temple, see our king and all his company. That he can hither come so soon is by your fancy's thankful doom. Hail, goddess Diana! Oh, hail, goddess Diana! Goddess Diana! Oh, hail, goddess Diana! Hail, Diana! To perform thy just command, I here confess myself the king of Tyre, who frighted for my country did wed at Pentopolis the fair Thasia. At sea in child dead died she, but brought forth a maid child called Marina, who, O oh goddess, wears yet thy silver livery. She at Tarsus was nursed with Cleon, who at fourteen years he sought to murder, but her better stars brought her to Mytilene, against whose shore riding her fortunes brought the maid aboard us, where by her own most clear remembrance she made known herself my daughter. Voice and favor. You are... you are... Oh, royal Pericles! Oh! What means the nun? She dies! Help, gentlemen! Noble sir, if you have told Diana's altar true, this is your wife. Reverend Apera, no! I throw her overboard with these very arms! Upon this coast, I warrant you. Tis most certain! Look to the lady! Oh, she's been overjoyed! Early and blustering morn, this lady was thrown upon this shore. I opened the coffin, found their rich jewels, recovered her, and placed her here in Diana's temple. May we see them? Great, sir. They shall be brought you to my house, whither I invite you. Look, Thesa is recovered. Oh, let me look. If he be none of mine, my sanctity will to my sense bend no licentious ear, but curb it spite of seeing. Oh, my lord... Are you not Pericles? Like him you spake, like him you are. Did you not name a tempest, a birth, and death? The voice of dead Thasia. That Thasia am I, supposed dead and drowned. Immortal Diane! Now I know you better. When we with tears parted Pentapolis, the king my father gave you such a ring. This ring? No more, you gods. Your present kindness makes my past misery sports. You shall do well that on the touching of her lips I may melt and no more be seen. Oh, come be buried a second time within these arms. <laughs> my heart leaps to be gone into my mother's bosom. Look who kneels here. Flesh of thy flesh, Thesia. 
thy burden at the sea and cold marina, for she was yielded there. Last, and mine own. Hail, madam, and my queen. I know you not. You have heard me say when I did fly from Tyre, I left behind an ancient substitute. Can you remember what I called the man? I have named him oft. T'was Helicanus, then. Still confirmation. Embrace him, dear Thasia. This is he. Now do I long to hear how you were found, how possibly preserved, and whom to thank besides the gods for this great miracle. Lord Saruman, my lord, this man, through whom the gods have shown their power, that can from first to last resolve you. Reference, sir. The gods can have no mortal officer more like a god than you. Will you deliver how this dead queen relives? I will, my lord. Beseech you, first, go with me to my house, where shall be shown you all was found with her, how she came placed here in the temple. No needful thing omitted. Pure Diane, bless thee for thy vision. I will offer night oblations to thee. Thasia, this prince Lysimachus, the fair betrothed of your daughter, shall marry her of Pentopolis. And now this ornament makes me look dismal like clipped to form, and what this fourteen years no razor touched to grace thy marriage day I'll beautify. Lord Saruman hath letters of good credit, sir. My father's dead. Heavens make a star of him. Yet there my queen will celebrate their nuptials, and ourselves will in that kingdom spend our following days. Our son and daughter shall entire reign. Lord Saruman, we do our longing stay to hear the rest untold. Sir, lead us the way. In Antiochus and his daughter, you've heard of monstrous lust, the due and just reward. In Pericles, his queen and daughter seen, although assailed with fortune fierce and keen, virtue preserved from fell destruction's blast, led on by heaven and crowned with joy at last. In Helicanus, may you well descry a figure of truth, of faith, of loyalty. In reverend ceremony there well appears the worth that learned charity I wears for wicked Cleon and his wife. When fame had spread their cursed deed and honoured name of Pericles to rage the city turn, that him and his they in his palace burn. The gods, for murder, seemed so content to punish them, although not done, but meant. So, on your patience evermore attending, new joy wait on you. Here, our play has ending. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Pericles, Prince of Tyre, Episode 5. Featuring the voice talents of Russell Gold as Pericles, Theo Holt-Bailey as Gower the Narrator, Kirsty Wolven as Helicanus, Joshua Kibbe as Lysimachus, Emmeline Tuck as Marina, Kendra Murray as Thasia, E. Rachel Ward as the Goddess Diana, Dave Morgan as Saramon, Matthias Blake as the Sailor, Carson Campbell as the Gentleman, Brady Anderson as the Lord, and Georgina Detmer and Gail Wamba were the Vestal Virgins. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul. Music by Josh Mullen at thetoonpeddler.com. Directed by Adam Blanford and Jeff Robinson. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2021, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.